This is the tale of two witches with Jillian Number. We're just two sassy gray witches drinking our wine and spilling our tea, sharing our many misadventures and our deep love of the craft. Hello, everyone. It's Jillian and Ember, your two favorite witches here. We hope all is well, and we are back with a new episode. Uh, today, this is something quite important, um, as it's been on our minds and hearts for quite some time. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing um, the other players in the supernatural and occult slash witch world, um, known as ghost hunters or supernatural investigators. Um, and how do you tell the difference between those who are legit and those who are not? Um, this is really important to us because... We feel like this is an issue that is becoming more and more <clears throat> controversial and prevalent in this world that we reside in. Um, and it's really important to us as well that people um, are really their own advocate and can understand and distinguish the difference um, in case you do really need help. Um, then you can get the proper help that you need. So, Jillian, kick us off. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about um, fake paranormal investigators and researchers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a community, as a whole, witches, paranormal investigators, um, alien hunters, cryptozoologists, things that have to do with any sort of paranormal or supernatural topics um, that we are lumped in together in one category and being that we're lumped into one category I think that we fight and we strive for um, for realness and for legitimacy and we're always fighting against the stereotypes and we're always sort of getting a side eye because of the fact that there are already a stigma presented towards us so to have people that are coming in just for a fame grab or attention um, or doing it for the attention of uh, the opposite sex or to become the next Zach Baggins are really not doing us as a whole a service. They're doing us a disservice. So I think that Ember and I, we're going to do a, um, we are going to do our best to sort of bring those things to light in everything that we've um, been through and people we've talked to and different researchers we've had our share of many many investigators that are not Mm -hmm. what they say they are that they pretend to be something that they're not and we're going to do a series not only on um, the ghost hunters but we're going to talk about on another segment we're going to do one about um, mediums. We're going to do one on witches. We're not just going to single out this um, particular subset of people. We're going to talk about everyone. Right. But tonight, we're going to break it down and we're going to talk about our personal experiences and conversations that we've had with others that they find this to be an issue as well. So and we'd also like to point out we have met, we have had good experiences also. Um, in fact, 
some of our dearest friends are, you know, they are investigators and whatnot. And, you know, surprisingly, they agree with us on a lot of things. <laughs> right. So. so I'm hoping that by this conversation and opening it up, <clears throat> and, um, shed some light on the issues that are at hand with this topic. Okay, so the first thing we sort of wanted to address are when you have a paranormal investigator putting together their team and the the dangers that that can cause and create when you have people Um, that have no idea what they're doing. Yep. You you find that a lot of people assemble teams, at least it's what we found, um, that are not, they're inadequate and they're not qualified to make certain assertions, you know, about a case or about the people involved. And it can really lead to more harm um, if there, you know, is a real situation going on. Right. So the first thing I think that's the most important is a, um, a valid person that can evaluate the people that are asking for help and they need to have some sort of mental health professional on tap so that we so that they can determine whether or not they are mentally sound mm-hmm. and they're not just one making it up and that they need attention mm-hmm. or that there's actually something else going on personally with them in that time that's right. the first thing that needs to happen and a lot of times you'll find these teams that don't have that and no a lot of them it's like a group of friends or you know co-workers that they do this on the end and then they think oh we do this a couple times we we know this but like Jillian said and that's not to say that someone who may have mental health issues that it's you know a negative thing but I think it's healthy to kind of go into these circumstances with a bit of skepticism um, to help debunk you know other things that might be going on so that way you can get at the root of issue and solve it accordingly Right. So not just something uh, mental health with the Mm -hmm. homeowner or the person that, you know, might be the building owner or whatever. Mm -hmm. There also needs to be someone that's coming in to check the noises. Like, where is that coming from? Could it be, you know, the heating unit? Could it be the furnace that's making (laughs) that banging noise? Could it be the um, something else going outside? I mean, there needs to be a serious investigation before the investigation happens. Yep. Completely. What do you feel about um, having a witch or shaman on the team? Well, or I think priest it, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, because who is who are they going to call, right? So you right. have, maybe you have someone that runs audio equipment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have someone that's um I don't know, doing doing other things like sound and they're walking around or whatever. But you really, if you're going to, if there's something is going on there, there needs to be someone that's well-versed in what are we going to do if something truly is happening here, some sort of phenomenon. So mm-hmm. do they have a priest? Do they have a witch? Do they have a shaman? Who is on their team besides just an investigator? Because... 
nine times out of ten, that's who they're going to call. That's who they're going to you're going to need to have help rid the space of whatever is there. Mm-hmm. So who's going to do that? Well, and kind of going back and touching on what you said just a little bit ago about um, the investigation before the investigation. I think it's really important that you know you do history on the place or the property or wherever you know the town wherever it might be to see what what other elements could possibly be involved whether that's geological or supernatural or or whatever historical background at the exactly of the the space of the of the land right because depending on the case and again it's legitimacy and and i don't mean that to be a negative term but you know whether or not it's it's something that does require a full force supernatural resolution. You know, if you if you have a property that's, you know, maybe on uh, Native American land, um, mm-hmm. you know, that can be a big determination or I'm sorry, a big factor as to how you go about really resolving the issue because you need someone who is well versed in possibly Native American culture versus, say, a Catholic priest who you know, is in a different domain. So you need a researcher. Correct. Okay. What about, well, what about experience? I think that's a big, that's a big factor. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very prudent to not only ask the investigators themselves, how long have they been in this business, so to speak, how long they've been doing investigations and whatever, but ask the people that they're involving ask the priest, ask the shaman, ask the researcher, ask all of them, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even ask for references, right. you know, other people that they've worked with. Um, and to me, I feel like if they are a legitimate team um, and they really are in this to help people as well as, you know, account for the supernatural, um, then they shouldn't have any problem offering up those credentials materials. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's documentation. What about different cases that they have actual documentation that they can show you of Mm -hmm. other cases that they've worked on? And I'm not talking about um, video of the head paranormal researcher, the -hmm. team lead, um, walking around with his recorder, talking over the um, EVPs that they're getting. Right, because nine times out of ten, right? Like, that's are you giving them an opportunity to answer? Not really. Are you just are you just leading the EVP? Oh, I heard this. Oh, but if you listen, you're not hearing anything. Like, there, you really need to sit down and research who it is that you're bringing into your environment, Mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing with a team lead. Absolutely. And then I also, and, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and like you said, question everyone, not just the lead. Right. Ask them all. Right. But nine times out of 10, that's who you're going to contact and that's who's going to be talking to you. A real, a real, um, a real tell typically with these um, paranormal investigators that really have no idea what they're doing is they're just going to talk in circles to you. They're mm-hmm. never going to have a straight answer for you. They're just going to be like a used car salesman. And they cannot give yeah. you definitive research. They can't give you definitive um, documentation. They can't even give you a real experience other than things that are made up. Now, let's be clear. 
nine times out of ten, you're going to get a haunting. You're going to get some some sort of supernatural phenomenon. But it mm-hmm. takes a really long time. It takes many, many, many attempts and many, many visits and many, many um, <coughs> areas of investigation before you get some action. So if you have mm-hmm. an if you have a team that is telling you that every time they hit up wherever they're going, they're getting some proof. You need to see it. I would like to see it. And I don't want to see you telling the proof what they're saying or mm-hmm. what's happening. It's really hard to it's really hard to find the ones that are giving and showing real true documentation because the fact is a lot of the investigators that we've talked to have said it's hit or miss not every single place you go not every single time you go are you going to get anything Mm -hmm. so if you have someone telling you that every time they go somewhere they have a really good result with with that you kind of need to ask a couple more questions get a little bit more thorough now let me ask you about this i also kind of feel the same way about those who just hit the same places over and over and over again Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the same investigative locations. Right. Rather than really going from place to place. out or, mm-hmm. yeah, or handling personal cases and things like that. I feel like then it becomes more of a, um, because we found that a lot of these, again, not to, not to border disrespectful, but it seems like it goes they call themselves investigators but really they're supernatural tour guides right and it becomes this um rotation of specific locations um where they're getting action all the time Mm -hmm. yeah and you know they invite either other uh investigative groups or a lot of them you know invite civilians um and charge a fee um because it's like a historical site or it's right right okay yeah, and I just, I feel like it it's very gimmicky. Now, that's not to say that there can't be activity at these places, mind you. But every okay. single time, every single time you bring I group. highly doubt it. Right. I highly doubt it. And, and charging absorbent fees for what? Like, I don't know. The experiences that I've had with more legitimate investigators or researchers, I like to call them researchers, I feel like. I agree. Or, you know, and you know what's um, funny is a lot of them do prefer to be called researchers because when you exactly. have the difference is when you have a researcher they come in they document they're taking a historical background they're just observing they're mm-hmm. not um, they're not pushing and they're not antagonizing and they're not being disrespectful to the the site that they're at all they're doing is documenting for whatever purpose, whether it's an article or it's um, for their own um, group's benefit. Right. But they are just researching and watching. They're mm-hmm. observing. That's the difference. And almost all of them do not charge fees. Now, some may ask for donations, um, but they do not make it a thing that you have to pay them. Mm-hmm for their services. Um, in fact, most of them that I've come across, um, it's, it's been a situation where they simply step in to 
feel the situation out, the Mm -hmm. circumstances, Mm -hmm. and then they proceed in helping to facilitate the proper connections to help resolve the issue. That it's not even them themselves, they're just there to simply document and then actually hand it off to, you know, a professional to really handle it. Right. Right. And, you know, you have a lot of people, you have a lot of groups that are saying, oh, your your house is cursed, your lineage is cursed, the land is cursed, 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 cursed. Like, that's the go-to word. That is the... Or you're hexed. <laughs> that's <laughs> your for, family's hexed. That's for fancy people. <laughs> to use the word hexed. Um <laughs> So, you know, baseline, (laughs) everything is cursed. So if you're running into a situation where they're telling you that you have a curse, you and I both have our own philosophies on that. Um, Yeah. But here's the thing. What are they going to do for you if you are cursed? Who are they bringing in to fix it? Are they just going to walk around with sage? You need more than sage. Side eye. Right. Side eye to that. (laughs) that you need to be side-eyed for yep um and do they have like a true understanding of what a real haunting looks like i want to know truly some of these paranormal investigators uh if they really did run into a serious situation of a haunting Mm -hmm. like they want you to be perceiving that it is Mm mm-hmm what are they doing about that? I don't know. That's a good question because <laughs> I've yet to find any that um, really have adequate documentation beyond, you know, their homemade Blair Witch footage and mm-hmm. um, dust orbs in photographs. Well, and then you have the whole entire community that's in at odds over orbs. You've got right. half paranormal investigators that are telling you that orbs are you know spirits Mm -hmm. entities whatever and then you've got another half that believe it's just a dust ball well you know how I feel about that I mean (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I I don't know here's here's my thing though I mean you want to talk about legitimacy of those things what about EVP I mean right I'm EVPs can and do exist but I will, I will say this, nine times out of 10, out of the investigators that we've come across who mm-hmm. offer such things, as Jillian was saying, they don't even give whatever spirits are there an opportunity to really say anything because they're talking over them or they're talking over it, telling you what it says. Right. So I would probably take a photograph of an quote unquote orb over an EVP from these people any day. Right, because if you really think about it, what is an EVP? So you've got um, radio reception interfering, Mm -hmm. you've got environmental interference, you've got CD radio interference, you have a multitude Mm -hmm. of different types of of interference on that frequency. (laughs) So it's really hard to determine whether or not that EVP is really not just Big Papa making his way down highway 50 from his long haul trucking right and not to mention i mean even the equipment that they use there's no way to it's not like there's some divine supernatural frequency to tune into i mean it's right there's no way to 
solidify that. Um, even even using equipment. Right. I mean, and do they know how to use their equipment? How well versed are oh, they Lord. with equipment? I mean, we've heard <laughs> we've heard many many supposedly um, legit. Um, paranormal teams especially team leads on different radio Mm -hmm. podcasts and different radio interviews talking about spirit boxes and talking about the the recording equipment that they're using now when the radio host knows more about those (laughs) things than they do to me that's an issue so if you're supposed to be it was a good episode so you're (laughs) supposed to be the go-to guy in your group the head team lead in charge and someone else who's interviewing you can school you on your own equipment that you're supposed to know ever that's going to be a problem for me Mm -hmm. yep so you cannot go in blindly when you're looking for someone to help you with something supernatural or that you feel like that there's something going on there Uh, I also think that there's a lot of instances of these groups taking advantage of a situation where maybe the homeowner has lost a loved one recently. Oh, that's a big one. mm -hmm, And they really want to hear from the deceased, maybe a mom, a husband, a child, whatever. And they say to you, I think it's my, you know, my mom that's contacted me and she passed away, you know, two months ago. I think she's, you know, making noises or knocking on my, knocking on my walls. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these teams going in there who, you know, are you going in with one person? Are you going with two people? Are you staying there for how long? How long are you actually going to be in resident? And if you're not legit and you're just there to... I don't know get some female attention prey upon the grieving right and prey on the yeah, attractive woman's yeah. uh process you're gonna tell her what she wants to hear and that is the biggest slap in the face i mm-hmm. feel like for um the ones that are grieving and hurting the most exactly so, because they're in a they're because in a you know how much state. they want to hear that you know how much yeah. they want to believe that it's their mom or whatever saying goodbye to them and mm-hmm. things like that so you've got these you know teams coming in full of it that just want to you know maybe ask her for her phone number later right um telling her things that she wants to hear and it's such a disservice because it's not helping her process no not at all it's really not So I understand that as, you know, a regular person and you are grieving and you reach out to paranormal teams to help you because you think you're hearing something and you really want to hear what that message is, Mm -hmm. that you can make a mistake by hiring and letting people into your home that are just going to tell you what you want to hear because they have ulterior motives. Exactly. And, and like I said, I think it's really important to recognize, at least I feel like, again, with the teams who are really in this sincerely, um, a healthy bit of skepticism usually leads the way. And, and that is not only for their benefit, but really the benefit of the client, whomever that might be, because 
you know, if it's something that can be easily explained away, or perhaps if it is someone grieving where, you know, they can be helped to recognize their own grief and be pointed in a direction with someone who can help them, you know, process that, um, then those are things that, you know, it, it can be easily handled. Um, maybe not easily, but they can be handled in, in a way that doesn't facilitate right. more harm. And that's why a mental health professional is so right. important because they can recommend grief counseling. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, there's that. But I also wanted to kind of circle back to the um, supernatural tour guides real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Um, we have spoken to many uh, researchers that there is an issue with them. The, the one thing I think that irritates them the most is the fact that you've got teams that are coming in and they're benefiting from the victims of a serious homicide mm-hmm. and a very, even more very serious tragedy. Right. So you've got these teams that are <clears throat> financially gaining and not only that, but I think... Um, gaining uh, notoriety Mm -hmm. for saying that they're, you know, they've talked to the spirit of these dead children or they talked to the serial killer or they've talked to this or that and Mm -hmm. that is hurtful and it's um, it's an enormous tragedy when you have these groups doing that to the families that have lost whomever it is that was involved in that that homicide or tragedy Mm -hmm. and I think that it's just it kind of boils down to the fact that they feel like it's disrespectful obviously to the families but it's disrespectful to their field because the reputable ones are not going to come in and say that they talked to the murder victim or the child that was taken too soon right just for fame now if they actually did catch something that's one thing but the likelihood of that happening every single time and the likelihood of them also um putting it out there like flaunting it Mm -hmm. to their benefit doesn't happen a lot so when you have a team that has a lot of notoriety over those over those things that have happened that they're saying have happened you sort of really need to take a step back and really look at the situation and is that who you want to be involved with when you're looking for help right because if they're going to do it to one they'll do it to you too because a lot of because a big issue with these investigators if you want to call them that is good attention bad attention it doesn't matter attention is attention and a lot of them will use any means and anyone and any situation just to get their name out there just to get famous and what's what's happening is is that not only is it furthering stigmas within our community okay but it's leaving a lot of people who are having real problems you know with nowhere to turn to 
they're either scared to reach out because they're afraid of these very situations or they don't they don't know who to turn to or they get taken Mm -hmm. advantage of or and it just I don't know it just makes me sick well and then there are also the teams that turn away from other teams when you've got investigators that are going into Mm -hmm. the location and they're taunting the spirits yes or they're being aggressive or they're trying to upset the spirit enough so that the spirit will react and that's a big red flag Mm -hmm. for me because one it's disrespectful because here's how I look at it let's take for instance I live in my house right Mm -hmm. I died okay but I still think I'm but I I remain okay because I'm grounded to this house it's my where I want to be so I'm I'm gonna have a seance at 2 a.m. with Oreos and what red wine (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I'm gonna stay in this house now time has passed on right because Mm -hmm. there's like a time continuum issue one side the other side bail then what's on the other side this side you know that type of thing so I'm gonna stay in the house but I don't know maybe I don't know that I'm dead okay Okay. fine because I'm continuing to do my thing Mm -hmm. so now you have an investigator coming into my house he's current time I'm past Mm -hmm. but we're still on the same plane and he's coming in and he is acting a fool Right. So now what would happen if you current time were in your house mm-hmm. and some random person just walks in and starts acting like a total fool and starts calling you out of your name and starts yeah. taunting you and starts acting crazy. <coughs> in I'd my be house. I would be very upset by that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's sort of what, that's the scenario I run in my mind when I hear about investigators that start getting aggressive when they go into different haunted locations because they think that if they're taunting them they'll get a reaction right like the bully's mm-hmm. gonna right gonna pick 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 and then you're finally just gonna break and you're gonna come at them right but that's not how that shit works in this field no and i think that's a big disconnect because people assume that the dead just like oh what's the big deal but here's the thing you have to remember is that the dead used to be living and they are still living just in a different realm than what we're currently just a different plane right exactly so they still deserve the same respect and decency that you would give to another human being face to face like you know between you and i currently Mm -hmm. um right and and okay so okay right no go ahead oh i was gonna say another thing too is is that um i think there's they they also take advantage of this fear of the unknown because let's be honest a lot of people who have um who think they are having hauntings and things like that um you know unless you kind of grow up in this world and you're familiar with like the occult and supernatural and things like that um most people aren't and it's very fearsome because most people then grow up either with this view of disbelief well it's all in your head anyway or um a background of anything of the supernatural or occult is evil and you know and that's that's not the case like Mm -hmm. does evil exist yes but nine times out of ten most hauntings are not evil or demonic um they're just souls who have 
yet to pass or maybe they just like being there sometimes they just like that's the thing that's really the thing because maybe they just want to stay there maybe they just want to hang out maybe maybe it's not a case where you need to come in and you need to go to the white light and cross over and all of that like you see on tv maybe they just want to hang out there and they're completely happy there or they're Mm -hmm. afraid to cross over for whatever reason but okay i have a this is an example Okay. There is a team mm-hmm. that went that they are doing a um, <coughs> they're doing a tour of um, a place, and it's a night tour. Okay. Because those are always those are always the best, right? Like you want to go to a oh, yes. haunted location at, at nighttime. Midnight. Yeah. Midnight so it's like a special event, right? Like it's nighttime. Yeah. So <laughs> they bring, you know, you, you roll in, they have their ghost equipment to loan you and y'all are yeah. walking around and you guys are catching your own EVPs and you're, the green lights are going because it's, there's a cold spot here and there's a hot spot there. I'm eye rolling so hard right now. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so not only that, but because it's an evening event, there's alcohol being served, right? Oh no, 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 no. Okay. So just bear with me here. Okay. So they're in this place and they're all drinking it up and the group's drinking, they're drinking. It's a whole drunk fest, right? Oh. So equipment is getting stolen, stuff is going to the left, and there's not a single thing that anybody catches. There's not an EVP, there's not a cold spot, there's nothing. So I'm like... Why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the answer is, oh, because, you know, there was nothing there that night. Even though this is, like, supposedly, like, one of the most haunted locations. Of course. And uh, I was like, okay, well, tell me about the location. Well, the location is a home, a private residence. Well, it's, it's a home. It was a private residence. Now it's a historical oh, place. Oh, okay. Um, of this man Mm -hmm. that he built this home um, for him and his wife Mm -hmm. and uh, was very, you know, he was pretty stern and very, you know, straight, very rigid about the way he lived his life. Mm -hmm. So now you've got this team coming in with all these people that have been drinking, they're drinking, it's like a party and nothing. And I was like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you not think that Think about whose home you're in. Like, that's really, that's the bottom line. Whose home are you in that you're disrespecting? Mm-hmm. Both just, living and not. Right. They just don't get it because it's a, because they're not there for the right reasons. So let me if guess, you they didn't there, catch anything because they were too drunk to calibrate their equipment. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like they're not there. I feel like they were catching nothing because... If this is a truly haunted location, this man who built this home, who resides in the home, who Mm -hmm. there's been supposed sightings of, he's not real happy with you. Mm -mm. Is he going to act out violently towards you? No. What's he going to do? He's going to not show himself. Right. Yep. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know. And that's usually what happens in most cases, you know? Because, I mean, if you pull the attention away, then they'll go away. 
Right, because it's an, I mean, if you kind of think about it in a way, I mean, some people could disagree, but it is sort of an honor to be shown, right? To be, to be, to have an entity or a homeowner that has passed over for them to feel a connection to you, they will show themselves, right? Oh, I think it's a great honor. Yeah. But if you're acting up and you're doing things that are disrespectful, mm-hmm. I mean, really, even in my eyes, that's just ridiculous. But especially to that, you know, that person that owned that home long ago, of course they're not going to show themselves because that is so beyond what they stood for when they were alive. They're certainly not going to put up with you and your stupid shenanigans now. I can't believe someone would actually do that. Like, that's just taking it to a whole nother level of disrespect. It's yeah. Not it's to mention ridiculous. you're you're like ruining the integrity of you and your entire team. Uh-huh. Right. Oh. That's scary. I know. So moving on. <laughs> um so okay, so what about let's so now that we're on the disrespect train, mm-hmm. uh, which really I think brought us to this topic anyway. Um this is how we got here. I think that we've had and we've been told a lot of different stories by a lot of different investigators and a lot of different researchers that are caused are cause for alarm. Yep. To us, and um, these are just our experiences and the stories that we've been told. Yep. So um, I've had a couple experiences, but two of them that really stand out especially in regards to this whole disrespect and lack of integrity issue um the first one um was an individual who was um an added element to a team i guess you would say um they claimed to be fluent in psychic abilities and reiki and tarot and everything else you can think of and um they apparently facilitate this team in blessing and um protection, protection. and which that's another thing i'll have to Thank do you're not going to talk about that tonight no mm-hmm. um but yeah um <laughs> but anyway long story short um they were on an investigation and this particular individual who has runs their own like side thing as well um had posted on there uh taking part of this investigation what stood out to me and what made me sick to no end was the fact that this individual along with other team members as well were stepping over various graves finding graves of famous individuals and taking selfies with them and posing uh I think inappropriately with the graves, mm-hmm. um, basically <laughs> desecrating them, you know, um, and that just that just infuriates me to no end. I mean, personally, I love graveyards. I find them very um, comforting, and you know, you can find great solace there. Um, and I will go and, and sit there and and commune and. Um, just listen. And there's nothing wrong with going there. There's nothing wrong with conducting research in a graveyard either. However, respectfully, respectfully, might I add, like the, the, Mm -hmm. 
even though a spirit may not necessarily reside in that plot, okay, that grave was dug out of respect for that individual. That is, in essence, a shrine to that individual and that individual's life. And when you're prancing all over it like a freaking two-bit Halloween hooter, like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's just... It's just, it's, it's awful. It is awful. It's sickening. It's disrespectful. And there's no need for it. There's no need for it whatsoever. If you're going to research and document, fine. But this is not, this is not something you, well, let me take a selfie. Okay. No, it's just don't. Um, And not a respectful selfie. Let me just, um, let me just add that real quick. Not Very a not. respectful selfie. I mean, we're okay. talking like leg draped over the headstone and just acting I mean, a fool, right? Oh, oh, it made me sick. Um, yeah. And the fact that there is no accountability, or the fact that they didn't even feel that that was inappropriate. No, and the team even kept it up on their page. Well, and who was the picture taken by? The team lead. The team lead, right. The team lead. Yeah. Exactly. If you are a team lead, it is your responsibility. I, I understand that we can only be responsible for ourselves. Um, we cannot control what other people think, say, or do. However, if you are a team lead, you are taking on that position to be the head honcho, so to speak, then there are certain boundaries and rules I'm sure you should have in place for these investigations and your team members. And if they are coming... If they're crossing a line in any way, it is your responsibility to get them back in line or be be done with them. Right. Well, um, and that's the other issue. I mean, not to cut you off, but that is truly the other issue on the other side of the coin mm-hmm. in this investigation genre. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that there's no policing. Not at all. There's none. So you can do a plethora of inappropriate things and there's no recourse for your behavior. Nope. And, and like, and it goes back to, like I said, even though that in my eyes is very negative attention, I think it's it probably still some got attention. like, exactly. I think they probably got like over 500 likes or something. And well, right. You know, and the fact that the team lead still thinks it's fine Exactly. That calls into question their reputability. Agreed. So. Agreed. I think that, I mean, I've heard of another experience where you have a a residential possible haunting that um, the team lead and the investigators uh, were called out and found the female resident highly attractive Mm -hmm. and decided to go to her Facebook and take a screenshot and pass her picture around in her bathing suit as a joke because you know she was a good looking woman and this is who we're gonna go be this is who we're gonna go and supposedly help which they did not by the way um didn't they take advantage of her emotional state absolutely a hundred percent yeah but when you have 
the audacity to um, pass around someone's photograph without their to, permission. Without their permission to sort of, you know, get your rocks off on, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That does not lead into any sort of, um, you know, that there's no integrity there. There's no, there's nothing. Like you're void of any sort of humanity and mm-hmm. you lack severe compassion. Not only that, and, but it alienates other people because correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost came across like, well, look who our clientele is just solely based right. upon looks. Whereas, you know, that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do right. with this world or who is um, deserving of help. Well, and you get into this field, you get into this, you get into this business for <laughs> and out of compassion. That's right. first and foremost, that's why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, for, you know, the search of unknown and, you know, you're interested in what's going on the other side and you've always had questions and maybe you've had an experience, but the bottom line is you need to be in this business. If you are going to be doing residential investigations and you're going to be doing, uh, other things like that to help people. Mm-hmm. And when you have teams that are doing things like that, that's not what you're doing. No matter how much you tout on your Instagram pages, on your Facebook pages, on your television spots, whatever, that you're just here to help people. When you do stuff like that, you're not doing anything but looking like a complete and total asshole. Absolutely. So that is where I think that we draw the line at the issue of really trying to definitively differentiate a true um, paranormal team versus the ones that are only doing it for a fame grab. I also have heard from different investigators, once you hear that they're looking for a TV spot or they're looking for airtime or they're looking for a a deal or they're looking for things like that, that's the biggest tell in the community of a team that isn't in it for the right reasons. That's who the paranormal investigative field who have been doing this for a long time, that's who they are side-eyeing. Well, and let's, and let's say there's a difference between, there's nothing wrong with being on radio or TV or anything like that, but there's a difference between those who are sought out for their expertise and right. those who do the seeking for fame. Right. That's true. Um, and let's see, I thinking of another incident. I know that as a paranormal team, you're going to get just like we do on the regular, mm-hmm. we get messages from different people about needing help. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I will get different um, questions and we field a lot of um, issues that people have. But I've also heard of teams who are getting the same sort of questions. And for instance, I was talking to a girl who mm-hmm. we helped with some of her issues. And she was telling me that she had contacted a paranormal team because they looked reputable and maybe they had had experiences that could help her help herself. Okay. 
and um, you know she had felt like she had been dealing with um, some demonic forces her entire life shadow people um, things moving around in her room wait the feeling um, what is that paralysis sleep paralysis oh, uh-huh. um, she'd really been suffering for a really long time and she felt like she was going the more it happened the darker she was feeling mm. emotionally okay that's so, a scary thing it is a scary thing mm-hmm. so I actually got in contact with her through another paranormal team I had been reading a comment and so I um, reached out <clears> to her <throat> and I wanted to see if I could help her right and she had been telling me so we worked together for a while on her issues and um she had been telling me that she had initially contacted the paranormal team for help and it was literally just a a grab to and I don't want to sound <laughs> this is like not you know PC but literally the person that was trying to help her was literally only doing it to help to hopefully get his dick wet oh and that's my gosh. it oh. so it was a situation where you have a team where you're going to ask for help for all of these reasons you're not getting anywhere because they have ulterior motives because they are just chasing women and when you have when you have a girl that has been having um, serious issues whether it be real imagined or whatever that's not something that you really want to mess around with because you want her, you want to go sleep with her. Like you just, that is deplorable and it is disgusting. Were you and the able fact to that the, you're, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, and the fact that you are touting to be this great person that you're there to help the people and that your first priority is to always um, do the right thing is just it's amazing to me that there are people like that out here that use this um, community as a way to further themselves sexually um, and a way to really caused more damage than what initially had been starting because it just kept getting worse. Mm. There's no, and he had no interest, let alone any help, let alone any contacts, let alone any advice. Wow. Wow. Um, but luckily because there's synchronicity, <laughs> I was able to find her, um, her post, and then um, she's doing really well now. Good. And I'm good. really, really, really happy that I was able to find her. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you were able to help her. See, and you talk about deplorable. I got one for you. I had, and I think you remember, <laughs> um, we had a, a investigator, or no, demonologist? Oh, Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we um, did demonologist uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> follow us on our witch page and um, 
came into discussion, you know, messages once as they do, you know, hi, how's it going? What do you guys do? Whatever. Um, he then soon after found my private Instagram and decided to take it upon himself to uh, ask me if I had a Snapchat. Now, I don't really know what Snapchat has to do with demonology or <laughs> this whole investigative nature. But of course, I politely declined. He then proceeded to say, well, you're beautiful. Uh, mind sending some pictures my way? Uh, no, not going to happen. Then he tried to curve it and talk about my name and then inserted his daughter somehow into the conversation. That made me super uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. And then when I called him out on that, he got very angry and basically called me a teasing whore witch bitch. To which I had to then take it over. <laughs> yes. And boy, did we find out a lot of shit. <laughs> right. So the main... Jillian's uh, my guard dog. <laughs> and I'm the researcher of the two I'm of just us. kidding. I am. But, but she will cut I you am. for real. <laughs> I am the researcher, so be careful what you tell me because I will dig and dig and dig until there's nothing else for you to for me to find out. <laughs> um so here's what you need to worry about when you're dealing with someone who talks about them being a demonologist. Um this guy in particular was um he got his certificate his demonologist certificate let's say it together demonologist certificate in hollywood Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um not through any sort of church not through the vatican not through anywhere but hollywood and he was super Um, proud of that by the way people right and that was a huge huge um side eye for me (laughs) and uh he uh couldn't answer any of my probing questions Mm -hmm. that I usually ask he had no answers for those um let alone had worked many cases he um did he did know someone that was Buddhist so there is that. Okay. And mm-hmm. and um, he was given a Bible that was, to him, looked really ancient once he passed his certification. I don't know what he had to do to get his certification in Hollywood, but they gave him a Bible. I feel like so this you know. is a twenty nine ninety five on QBC. Right. I mean, but the, <laughs> but the main questions were what other, you know, what other religions, what other, you know, what other people do you work with when you're, right. what are the rights that you're reading? What are your experiences when you're going up against someone that is dealing with possession? How do you know it's possession? Are you using a therapist or using a mental health worker to evaluate them how do you know they're not schizophrenic how do you know like a hundred million mm-hmm. different questions I could ask him but he has no idea what I'm talking about but he does have a bible and he does recite specific passages from the bible during his exorcisms 
which both you and I know mm-hmm. can be found in any of the exorcism movies and Google that we watch and Google, right? <laughs> And, and this is a guy who also, by the way, during this questioning of sorts, you guys have to understand that if it is something as serious as a real possession, um, there are many demonic forces out there, not just Christian-based. And this mm-hmm. is an individual who relied solely on this ancient whatever Bible he had mm-hmm. um, and d- believed and that... And he did he, not like being questioned by the witches. He did not no, like that. he did not. Um, who believe that the sanctimonious rites of such, which are probably the same rites he's seen in every episode of Supernatural, um, are the only rites that you need to rid someone of a possession. Which Mm -hmm. is not true. Correct. Again, it goes back to culture, circumstances, and the forces that are involved. Right. Well, I mean, and then there's the demonologist that was asking us if we thought that his dog should lick peanut butter off his balls. Oh, my God. That one. Oh, my God. I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to put my granola down. Oh, <laughs> no. no, legit. I saw the messages. It was. Oh, my God. But I mean, here's the thing. This is another paranormal team that only does tours verbatim specifically said we are not here to help (coughs) individual residences or people who have problems which you know what that's totally fine like if I go to the Winchester Mystery House and I want to take a tour and there's like the tour guides there Mm -hmm. okay right on like that's what you do but if you're claiming that you are a paranormal researching team and you have zero interest in helping individuals or at least guiding them to people that can help them. Right. You're probably a peanut butter ball dog licking piece of shit. <laughs> Paranormal hooter. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let's just be honest. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you want the title you're definitely not working for it you have absolutely no idea what you're doing and you're just in it for a fame grab mm-hmm. absolutely so, I think I think in the end or what we're just really trying to get across here is that Jillian and I have been in this realm this community world for quite a while we've seen the real and we've seen the put on our biggest goal here is to I know we kind of joke a little bit you know at some points but the biggest goal and the and the thing that we're trying to hit home is is to really have that discernment because we do care about you we care about your families we care about what's going on in your life and the things that you're facing because there really are very real things in this world that do not always have the simplest explanation right but there are situations excuse me where there are simple explanations 
And that that also is the issue. Mm -hmm. When you have a situation which you and I run into probably 75% of the time. Yeah, that's fair. um, They're just real normal situations that can be resolved by actually just sitting down and talking through the problem and getting the person to understand what really the issue is. It's And nine times out of ten, it's not supernatural. It could be they're just making wrong choices or they're not. Maybe they went somewhere and they were like, you know, someone said, oh, you're cursed. And then they come to us and they're like, how can you remove the curse? And then we talk it through and they realize that they were never cursed. But it's just been a snowball effect of bad choices. Right. And I think it's those, that little tiny subset of people that are getting victimized Mm -hmm. and to me I mean yes it's a horrible horrible thing to have to deal with some sort of supernatural phenomenon that you cannot control okay that's that is terrible however I really feel like there's more of an injustice with the people who have that subset that think they have something supernatural going on and they really don't So we need to talk them through it and talk them down off the ledge where Mm -hmm. you've got these investigators and teammates that are just fueling it and and are just exacerbating it Mm -hmm. for their own selfish reasons. And that, to me, is the biggest injustice of this entire story. Because, listen, true paranormal researchers, which is... um, Everyone in the paranormal community, the true ones, we care about everyone, empaths, mediums, that's our job, that's what we do. We're here to help you figure out what is going on, and that's unpaid, it's just our time, it's our forethought, and it's our knowledge that we're going to give to you so that you can move on and have a better life. Mm -hmm. And what's the most discerning to us is that you have people that are taking advantage of that. So as a, as a whole, we feel like we need to make sure that that is, that we're just voicing this so that it can stop or that you're aware of it and that we at least have lent a voice to the community that stands against it. And that's what we are. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this. And it's so important for you to be your own advocate in anything, but particularly in what we're talking about tonight, like you don't be afraid to be your own advocate. Don't be afraid to do your own research, to really ask those questions of everyone, to ask yourself with healthy skepticism, you know, should we get a plumber in here or should we research the history of the house? You know, um, You know, it's it's important to do those things. And and just to reiterate what Jillian was saying, you know, if there really is something going on, something that requires a supernatural solution, those who are in this for for real and with sincerity will do so without question and without expecting some kind of reward. Because for us, being able to use our gifts, we're given those for a reason. And I think I can speak for Jillian and myself that when, you know, when people, we don't seek people out. Um, People have a way of finding us or we come across situations like Jillian mentioned with that one young woman um, via that other page. 
<coughs> we find ourselves placed in situations where we are able to use our gifts to help others. And for us, that is the greatest reward to be able to either help someone process what they're going through and it be something as simple as just helping them to acknowledge what they're going through and helping them get the proper help accordingly or giving a honest supernatural solution. Um, but we and don't even point you in the right direction right. of the mm-hmm. groups that are really there um, to help you. Right. Because, I mean, between Jillian and I, we know a lot, but we don't know everything. So there are many times where we have had to reach out to our contacts and help facilitate that way as well. Right. And we have, I mean, let's be honest, we have got some really, really great contacts in North America, in Even in across the, UK. the pond, in the UK. I mean, they are everywhere. So there's good guys mm-hmm. everywhere who are doing this for the right reasons and all of us we find each other because we're drawn together we're Mm -hmm. drawn we're drawn to each other because we have a similar goal and we have a similar story and we have a similar need and we have the similar disdain for the same type of crazy that these teens are putting out there Mm -hmm. and we all have had similar experiences and I think we benefit from each other because we validate one another because, I mean, there was a time, I think, both Ember and I were sort of, um, we were sort of, you know, we were, we were really at a point where we were like dismayed by how much hypocrisy there was and how much fakeness that there was and how much, uh, you know, like how much ridiculousness Mm -hmm. and selfishness that all these teens are putting out. So we were sort of like at an impasse where we were just like, man, like, is this what this community is really about? And then just all of a sudden it exploded with really, really great teams. Mm -hmm. And that's how we all sort of found each other. But you really had to, we really had to hit a low point um, for us to climb our way out of that and really find all the teams that were out there and we all sort of connected in a similar for the similar good I really thank the goddess for that one because there's no joke we we really were in a low low point because you almost start to feel like alienated like am I the mm-hmm. only one who really sees this stuff that's going on am I the only one who can really you know right is this what the community has come to right because if that's the case, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> right. I'm going to go start my own. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like team after team after team. Yeah. The, you know, the UK, the across the country. and Australia. Australia. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, Australia. I mean, we've got a great connection in Australia. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She is. She's so, amazing. yeah, it like regenerated our hope that we're not alone, that there are more of us out there who have, I think, have been experiencing all of these things as a whole. And then we all sort of were like, yeah, I'm really dismayed about that. And can you believe this happened? And it just sort of snowballed into an effect where, you know, Ember and I were sort of like, all right, let's talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Because I just, I I don't want to see any of you get taken advantage of. 
I don't, especially if you're in a low emotional state, um, I just, everyone is deserving to be heard. Everyone is deserving help in one form or another. And I, th- I think you all just need to really realize that. And you really need, like I said, to be your own advocate, ask those questions, do that research. Um, you know, if, if any of you need any help in any way or, you know, a direction or whatever, contact me and Jillian, you know, if we can't do it for you, then I'm sure we can find someone who can. I mean, we are not beyond ourselves to ask help even for ourselves because that's, I think that's another great thing about the little community that we do have, Jillian, is the fact that we, we all learn and grow with each other. Like these investigators, the, the true ones that we really have connected with, we have learned a lot from them, not just about investigative or research techniques, but you know, just their perspective. And then of course they take from us our perspective as witches and what we know of the supernatural and how to go about facilitating certain things. And also, I would like to point out real quickly, too, is that a lot of solutions to things are as simple as asking the spirit to leave or doing right. a simple cleansing. You know, it's, it doesn't always have to be this big Hollywood production of all these people and all this ritual. And, you know, it just it's a case by case thing. But I think it's really important for people to realize that, well, to be empowered and to really have that support to empower them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, well, I think that that about covers it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we're over an hour now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, it was a really important thing that we got this out tonight, and mm-hmm. it's been weighing on our minds for quite some time, and I think that it's finally just... Um, it accumulated and it took it came to a head and this was the right time for us to talk about it and we wanted to start this uh, new season off with something that we really felt strongly about and we're going to do we're going to continue our series on supernatural the supernatural community mm-hmm. as a whole and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about some other people and some other other issues that we have that are sort of plaguing that community and we're gonna crack it open and see what you guys think about it and you guys can feel free to uh, message us with your experiences Mm -hmm. or your um, questions or your concerns um, about this topic and we'll be glad to answer and field all of those questions so don't hesitate to reach out to us absolutely All right, you guys, we're going to wrap it up. Blessed be and have a great week or however long until we get back to our next podcast. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Next month, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Blessed be. As we come to a close, what better way to honor in bulk than bringing from the shadows to the light? would like to end today with an in-bulk blessing noted as may the darkness within you recognize there's hope for clarity and clearer paths ahead.